Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the My Little Eater podcast. Today, I'm talking about one of my favorite ways of cooking food, and that is barbecuing. Barbecuing for babies and toddlers specifically, and how to keep it healthy and how to keep it safe, and also some unique and fun food ideas that are totally appropriate. I will say I never personally barbecue. I actually have never turned a barbecue on. I don't know how to do it. And it is all my husband, (laughs) which I actually love. And I know with Father's Day coming up and long weekends coming up this summer, you may be wondering if offering your baby food off the barbecue is okay, if it can be served safely again, and what types of foods to give them. Now, I personally think, again, we love it here. So barbecuing is a great way to add like a new smoky flavor to expose your baby and toddler to and to expand their palates. It's easy, it's convenient for most of us at least. I feel like we can just kind of prep the ingredients beforehand, maybe marinate some meat and just chop up some veggies and then throw it on the barbecue outside, basically leaving little to no mess in the kitchen. And as I mentioned, if you're like us in our family, it's really dad's job to barbecue and I, mom, gets to kind of take a break from real cooking for the night. So that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. So let's just get one thing out of the way first, because I know it's going to come up when we talk about this topic. I've seen a lot of things online. I've gotten some questions from parents around if barbecuing is actually safe for kids from a cancer perspective. And really, is it safe for any of us from a cancer perspective? And some of you may be like, what are you talking about? Others might be like, yeah, I hear that barbecuing can be carcinogenic. So I personally want to get into it because, like I said, I know the questions are out there. And I want to say that I hate the fearing messages and the over-worrying about the potential minute bad things out there with every single food. But I do want to go through this just because it's always, always valuable to inform ourselves. And then you can feel even better about the choice that you make for your family. And here's what you technically need to know about it, okay? So there are chemicals called heterocyclic amines, or I don't know if that I'm even pronouncing that right, but basically just call them HCAs, and then polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which are also just abbreviated as PAHs. So HCAs, PAHs, which are formed when meat, so things like beef and pork, or even fish, or poultry of course, are cooked using high temperature methods directly over an open flame. So obviously that would mean barbecuing is a perfect example of this. HCAs basically are formed when there's that chemical reaction at high temperatures. That's just kind of the simple explanation of it. And PAHs are formed when, you know, fat and juices from the meat drip onto an open flame. That causes a chemical reaction. And then that causes more flames and smoke to come up, which is then, you know, coming onto like almost sticking to, if you will, the surface of the meat when that smoke and those flames touch the meat again. 
So basically, the formation of these HCAs and PAHs, it does vary by the type of meat, it varies by the cooking method, it varies by, you know, the quote-unquote doneness level, so if it's a rare or medium or well done. But studies have shown that exposures to HCAs and PAHs can cause cancer in rodents. Okay, so this was studies not done on humans, this is done on rodents, who were fed a diet that was supplemented with HCAs and also diets that were supplemented with PAHs. They basically did find that they developed cancers like leukemia and tumors and of like, you know, the GI tract and a whole bunch of other things. But let's be honest here, because if, again, I, as a dietitian, my job is to break down the research and really apply it to real life and the significance of it in real life. And if you want my honest opinion, the amount of HCAs and PAHs that they used, that they gave these rodents, in the studies were extremely high. It's basically equivalent to like thousands of times of the doses that a person would get in a normal diet. So again, one is we're using on our rats, it's not on humans. And two, it's these crazy doses that let's be honest, unless we're eating barbecued food over the flame most days of the week, I honestly would not worry at all. Even if it's like a season in the summer where we're eating it a little bit more than throughout the winter again, I wouldn't really worry about it. I mean, I wouldn't serve it every single day, but also there's some tips that I'm gonna go through in a little bit that will help reduce, you know, the development of these chemicals. So it'll all be fine, is kind of what I want to say to you. And as with anything and everything nutrition, there are always going to be, you know, quote unquote, bad sides to almost everything that you look at. These little things given once or twice isn't what's going to harm you know, uh, your child or cause picky eating or cause obesity or cause cancer. It's just the frequent dependence on them. So when we talk about things like, you know, some people are like, well, cooking with aluminum foil and again, barbecuing and this and that. We just know at the end of the day what really matters and it's what you do the majority of the time. And if you take one little thing and you do it in excess, okay, fine. Yeah, there are some changes you can make. But at the end of the day, the way most of us are eating, I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. But that all being said, here's how you can be extra sure that you're keeping your baby safe and just some tips for offering barbecue to them just because little bodies, the dose for them is always gonna be smaller that they can handle compared to the dose of an adult for any type of you know chemical or toxin or whatever. So let's just go through some tips just to be a little extra safe. So what I would do, first of all, if you're marinating the meat um, or the poultry or the fish before you're cooking it, There has been some research that shows that marinating those foods can prevent the formation of those carcinogenic chemicals, the HCAs and the PAHs. Also, continuously turning meat when you're cooking it over a high heat source, like again, barbecuing, it can also substantially reduce that HCA formation compared to when you just leave the meat on the heat source and then you're not flipping it often. Again, most of us are doing that when we barbecue, but it depends on what you're making and your style and whatever. I don't I don't even know much about barbecuing, but that would be a tip is just to kind of continuously turn the meat so that it's not like sitting under an open flame in one spot and building up these chemicals. Also, if you barbecue slowly and keep the food away as much as possible from the hot coals so that the flames are less likely to engulf the food and it will prevent more charring, that would also be a tip. The charred parts are, again, to be honest, maybe the parts that you're going to be removing anyway for your baby and toddler because they're hard to eat. 
You're going to give them more of the inside of the meat. That's, I'm going to talk about it in a sec, but we're going to be removing the skin. We're going to be removing that outer part. So the inside is what you're really offering them. So this could be a moot point, but again, to be safer, that could be a strategy used when you are barbecuing. Now, let's just talk about this a little bit more in terms of like what we are removing and what we are offering our babies and toddlers. So when we're barbecuing, in general, I would always say in terms of like reducing these carcinogenic chemicals from developing, choosing leaner cuts of meats makes sense because higher fats of meat, again, is going to have more of that fat dripping down over the flame and then causing the PAHs to form, yada, yada, yada. But again, trimming off any of the visible fat is going to be probably a normal thing anyway because it's hard to chew. Now, I typically recommend, okay, when you're cooking meat in the stove, like, or sorry, on the stove or in the oven or really most places, I always recommend leaving the skin on or choosing a little bit of a fattier piece of meat only because while cooking, it keeps it juicier and more tender and more moist, right? So for example, if you had like a chicken breast, I'd usually recommend cooking it with the skin on, but then I would remove it before serving it because that would be a choking hazard. But maybe when you're barbecuing, you could just remove the fat from the beginning, like I mentioned, to reduce the amount of smoke that's created from burning that fat. What I would definitely say is especially for a new eater, so if you have a baby like six to... 10 months of age, maybe nine months of age, stick to those juicier pieces of meat like the chicken thighs or the drumsticks since again, they're more moist, easier to kind of squish and mash up in the mouth, especially again, if they don't really know how to handle uh, more advanced textures. But then as they've kind of had some practice with solids for a few months, especially if it's a juicier piece of a chicken breast, please go ahead and offer them chicken breast. Uh, That would be amazing. Of course, a burger that's cooked very well through For babies and toddlers, we don't want any undercooked burgers for them just because of, of course, they're more susceptible to um, any foodborne illnesses. So we wanna make sure the meat is cooked through. But that would also be really great. Again, the juicier, the better. So just kind of pick and choose what pieces of meat you think are most appropriate for them. But most kids, I'm telling you, could handle it. And remember, babies don't need teeth to eat meat. I actually have a blog post on how to serve meat to babies and toddlers with all of the info that you need. And the link is in the show notes for you if you want to check that out and learn more about all the amazing things that babies can do and how they can chew and the types of meat you can offer and all of that good stuff. Now, my last tip, I guess kind of last tip, is really if you think about what the research says, okay? This, like these chemical forming compounds they really only happen with meat, okay? We know that it does not happen with any vegetables, with any fruit, with grains, like a pizza dough or something that's on there. So use that to your advantage. It doesn't mean that you can't offer your child even uh, barbecued products daily. It's more about not offering them the meat products, let's say every single day, Um, especially if those tips that I mentioned before aren't taken into account. So try grilling vegetables like zucchini, eggplant, asparagus, potatoes. You could do veggie burgers if you want. You could do fruit slices or fruit chunks. I love doing that. It is so good. If you've never had fruit on the barbecue, I'm telling you, it is amazing. Pineapple on the barbecue is amazing, as well as peaches, um, bananas I have had. Sometimes people will often put sugar, like sprinkle sugar on the fruit in order for it to caramelize even more on the outsides, on the outside, I should say, which tastes amazing. 
but I would omit that for baby since it's still going to taste good without it and we we want to avoid added sugar for no real reason, right? Uh, especially under two years of age. So what you could do is like you could do a grilled fruit or veggie kebab for your toddler. That's a really fun way to serve foods that are typically always presented the same way that maybe they typically, you know, turn their nose up at. So that would be a way to get them more interested in it and make them want to eat it. Corn on the cob. Of course, that is a toddler favorite. You can offer corn, by the way, to babies. I prefer waiting until they've had, again, a a couple months maybe experience, maybe closer to eight or nine months of age. And then, yeah, I would offer it right on the cob and you can just kind of break it into smaller pieces so that they can hold it. The weight of it won't be too much for them to hold in their hand. So I might break it in thirds. I'll obviously make sure it's cooled all the way through and then let them kind of bite into it. I think that's probably the safest way. You can offer corn kernels to your baby if they have their pincer grasp, they can pick it up using their thumb and index finger. That's also totally fine. I just find that when they can take calculated bites out of a corn on the cob, it kind of even mushes it a little bit as they're taking a bite because they're not that efficient, right? With like using their front teeth and sometimes they don't even have bottom teeth. So it's mushes it up a little bit more before it gets in their mouth. And the other thing I love, I love about roasting or I should say barbecuing vegetables, is that it's the same as when you roast vegetables. It brings out that sweeter flavor. Again, from that caramelization process, so like red peppers are extra sweet. Zucchini, eggplant, which I don't even usually love, is so much tastier on the barbecue. So that is, again, a great strategy to get your child eating some foods that maybe they typically turn their nose up if it's like boiled or steamed or stir fried or whatever else, you know, however else you might typically make it. If you aren't using the barbecue, roasting it will achieve a similar effect. Pretty much the same effect, but I think actually barbecuing gives it a little bit extra sweetness. I don't know if that's real or if it's just in my head, but that's just my opinion. And then again, take something like a pizza or a flatbread or a quesadilla and throw it on the barbecue. Again, especially if they've rejected it before, you are trying to introduce it to them again in a new way. I mean, the barbecue, you know, it adds this extra different kind of flavor. So it could be just the thing that your toddler is looking for, for a little bit of novelty at mealtimes. So take advantage of that in the summer. And again, please don't feel bad about offering your child anything off the barbecue. Just be sensible about it. Use the tips that I outlined in this podcast. And that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say for you. So I hope that you found that really helpful. And I hope you have a great Father's Day. And if you found this episode helpful, please leave me a review. means the world to me. Just hit five stars and leave me a line or two about what you loved. It takes one minute and I appreciate it so, so much. If you are looking for more, more topics like this, more info on your child's nutrition, more tips and support to help you feel confident when you're feeding your child, what to do, guides, recipes, guest expert talks, all the things, I have all that for you inside of the Little Eaters Club. It launches in just a few days, so if you are interested, definitely get on the wait list. I am going to put the link for that in the show notes. Check it out because if you're on the wait list, you actually get access to founding members pricing, which is gonna be discounted pricing to this membership for life, basically. You never lose this pricing if you get it now. So you can learn more about it using the link in my profile. And that is it, my friends. I will talk to you next week. Bye.